The Disgraceful Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians, past, present and future of the Awabakal land which we record our podcast on. I'm Sarah and I'm Georgie and you're listening to the Disgraceful Podcast. This week we have Jasmine from Conscious Sexuality. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't sure if you were going to grab that. <laughs> we have Jasmine here from Conscious Sexuality. Uh, she helps anyone with a vulva learn to self-pleasure. Um, firstly, let's talk about the disgraces of the week. Do you want to go first? Yes, um, thank you for having me no on worries. your podcast. I'm excited to have a chat. Um, my disgrace of the week is... I was really kind of trying to think of this because I don't have many exciting disgraces these days because I'm mostly at home with my son. But my current disgrace is that he's coming up to his first birthday and I am of Greek heritage. And so we're kind of throwing a bit of a big party and we're planning to do a lamb on a spit. (laughs) Delicious, right? And it was one of my jobs was to call the butcher and to order it. And I did that, but I ordered it a week early. <laughs> Do you have room for this? No. Where is it going? <laughs> Does someone have a big? Anyone have a big freezer? Uh, this is a shout out to anyone that has a deep freezer. <laughs> Jasmine could lamb. use it. Uh, thankfully, the butcher is holding it for me. Because oh, <laughs> my freezer is not big enough to fit a whole lamb. Oh my god, it's so <laughs> funny. I like a tiny freezer. So yeah. Fit it, so yeah. I, I mean, I barely, I barely fit my regular groceries yeah, in my yeah, freezer. Yeah. <laughs> I usually do like the shove it in and then the quick close. Yeah. <laughs> We've got drawers. I'm like shoving it in. Drawers are the worst. Yeah. They're not great. They suck. So. Yeah. Do you want to go next, Sarah? Oh. Oh. Okay. Oh. 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 Um, I went to the gym this morning. I was having a great booty workout and then I hear a pop and... My pants split. Oh, no! <laughs> That's horrendous. It was like, they were like expensive leggings as well. Like, and you know, like the scrunch bun ones? Oh, yes. Yeah, oh. I could hear a little pop of the elastic. Oh. Did they like, not just like unscrunch or did they like rip? They like went, it was oh. like a pop, but it was a rip. Because it was like the elastic went, bing. Oh, did it like goes. slap you at all? The elastic? No, I just like clenched my cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> So I was like, no, I don't think I had drunk at that point. Um, that 
I'm an idiot. I didn't pack seasickness oh. tablets, but the gagging man in the background <laughs> did. So I was good for the rest like, of the for time. the love of God. <laughs> for the love of God, please shut up. And here's the tablets. So that was my disgrace. And I was keen to get... That was day one. I was so keen to get off that boat. Nothing is worth, worse than seasickness. No. I was it's like, horrendous. Please, please get, like, get me off this boat. Yeah. It was day one. How long was the cruise for? Uh, five days. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It was the longest five days of your yeah, life? Yeah, it was. Actually, I was like, what? Because we were in the nightclub upstairs, and I was like, what? Oh, what? No. Yet again, I always do, like, visuals, and it's like, well, no one can see yeah. this. No one can see this. But She's like, going side to side, mimicking the boat sway. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't you ever to do that. <laughs> I've watched the video. Yeah, it was disgraceful. Uh, And to actually, you know what, change my disgrace? You showing me that video was unnecessary. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've shown like 60 people that video. Wow. Guys, look at me. I'm using it on the TikTok. Yeah, I was going to say, put it on TikTok. I will. Get it on there. I'll I'll specifically just tag you. Yes. This is me vomiting. (laughs) (laughs) You wanted to see it? Wait, this was in a direct message? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Whoopsies. Get to know, into it, yeah. yeah, get to know you a bit. So, um, Jasmine, why don't you tell us about yourself and what you do? Okay, so I am a sexuality coach. I love working with people who have vulvas to help them connect to who they are, to connect to their inner wisdom, to connect to the pleasure that's within them that they deserve to be having so that they can be having better sex, um, better relationships, better life because it flows into everything. Um, I got into this mostly because of my own journey. Um, I grew up in a very religious family and wasn't until I got married, also at a very young age, because we met, my husband and I met while we were in church. Mm. And I didn't realize it, but I actually had a condition called vaginismus. And Mm. I don't know if anyone has heard of that, but basically it's a condition where you can't have penetrative sex because your vagina involuntarily contracts and you can't insert anything and so a lot of my journey was spurred on by that because I needed to connect with my body to find out what was going on to find out how to resolve it Um, I worked with sex therapists myself to be able to learn how to connect to my body and one of the biggest things that was I feel like a massive turning corner in where I sort of started moving through the vaginismus and not having the pain anymore was when I started self-pleasuring. Mm. And it's something I'd never done before because I grew up in a religious yeah. household and you don't do that because it's, ad quotes, sinful. Yeah. I have so many questions already. <laughs> yeah. um, I might start with quickly just asking, so are you still in the church do- when you're doing this work? No, I am not yeah. in the church anymore. I don't consider myself to be religious. Um, I am a spiritual person, yeah. Yeah. but I don't consider myself to be religious and I cringe at organized religion. <laughs> I relate to that mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same. As I've been in this journey, I've examined my own spiritual journey and kind of like yeah. deconstructed my beliefs and things like that. And even the very concept of sin is an interesting thing as well. Mm. I feel like that's a whole other yeah, conversation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, that channel as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, and because um, I feel like vaginosis, you hear a bit about it, and honestly, I will be honest, I knew what it is, but I didn't know it was something that was treatable 
or yeah. curable. Yeah. Can you talk a bit about that, if that's okay? Yes, absolutely. So vaginismus is one kind of painful sex. So there's a kind of a bit of a broader term that you can use if someone is experiencing painful sex, and that's dyspareunia. So that in itself just describes that you're having painful sex. Mm. Vaginismus describes that your vagina is involuntarily contracting when you go to insert something. The cause of that could be from sexual trauma. It could be from something like endometriosis. It could be from something that happened that you're, you don't know about. For me, um, it's partly because I was raised in the church. Yeah. So I experienced a lot of shame around my sexuality and who I was. But then also I actually had an accident when I was nine years old and I cut my perineum. So I had to have surgery mm. and whatnot. So but interestingly, I'd blocked that from my memory. But vaginismus is very curable. It takes time. It's a combination of physical work and and mental, emotional yeah. work. Mm. So I worked with a physiotherapist to overcome this condition. It, we used dilators, so basically just plastic dildos. Yeah. To And they start in all different sizes, the smallest size being like the size of your finger and then going up to a size that would mimic an average size penis. Um, So you would you go through these dilators and when you're using the dilators, you're using a lot of breathing techniques to tell your body to relax. Yeah, essentially, you're trying to retrain your body from your brain perceiving penetration as pain to actually something that can be pleasurable and enjoyable. So that's the core thing that I did. And then I also saw a sex therapist as well to help me with the mental, emotional side of things um, from things that had happened, trauma and and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I feel like that's so interesting. Like, I know you said your accident, but also just um, the fact that trauma can... Cause mm. I didn't even yeah. realize. I thought it was just something you might be I mean, born with. No. Trauma causes a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the way your body, it's so very interesting. interesting. Wow. It is. It yeah. is very interesting, and it's the thought of vaginismus is actually very interesting because it's your body's way of protecting your, yeah. yourself. So it's not trying to do a bad thing. It's yeah. just going, hey, actually, last time this happened or something like this happened, yeah. there was pain involved. Mm. So we don't want to go there. Yeah. So your body's actually trying to help you. It's frustrating because you, your body's trying to help you, but you're like, right. I don't, I don't want your help. Thank you. Exactly. So yeah. it's just that's why it's. I, I always say it's such a mental process as mm. well as being a physical process. Mm. Yeah. Um. And and everyone's path to curing it looks very different yeah. depending on the cause of why they're experiencing it. And is that why you call it conscious sexuality because you're really dealing with your conscious or do you want to talk about that for a second yeah absolutely so that's kind of where my instagram was born from because i had to make my sexuality a conscious part of my being yeah i feel like we're raised in a world in a culture where whether you come you relate raised in a religious family or not you're not really taught about your sexuality. You know, no. you're taught about your body, your mind, and your soul, if you kind of think about those stereotypes. But never really do we get taught about our sexuality. But our sexuality is something that's just as important to connect to as your body, as your mind, mm-hmm. as your soul. But for some reason, it gets left out of the equation. And then we're kind of left hanging. And that's why most often we have negative sexual experiences to start with. Mm because we're not educated to actually make our sexuality a conscious part of who we are. And so that's that's why I coined the term, I guess, conscious sexuality for my Instagram and my business, yeah. 
because that's that's the core of what it's about. It's about bringing your sexuality to the forefront of your mind and making it part of your entire being of who you are. Yeah, as someone who wasn't um, born into the church or grew around religion, mm-hmm. it's still very shamed. Yeah. 100%. And have you experienced shame around that yeah, as well? Yeah, I mean, I'm just... I love, especially, like, conscious sexuality... <clears throat> conscious sexuality... Um, in itself like looking at your page and things yeah. like I loved it but now knowing all that behind it it's just like oh it's the appreciation's so, yeah from yeah to, like, yeah skyrocketed another hand action um, <laughs> and then oh, <laughs> I missed it. sorry you missed can, it you can see it it's more for you than yes um, <laughs> no definitely and I think yeah shame especially as a woman um yeah. or someone with a vulva because it's such a core um part of your being yeah part of your Mm -hmm. being yet we're constantly taught to hide it and it's Mm -hmm. something done behind closed doors and you're not told how to yet connect with it when it's taught in school it's you know if it's taught not (laughs) not well but it's like this is penetrative sex and you can have babies so here's how to stop it it. and that's all we're going to teach you and then Mm. you wonder why kids start you know having all these bad experiences and why there's so much, you know, um, sexual violence and different things because yep. of the education, like, oh, yeah, it's just so important. Yeah, so. it's true. Like, education around sex and pleasure basically is non-existent. Yeah. I, I Sometimes I like to believe that it's getting better, but then I have spoken to teachers in schools and they're like, it's actually still really bad. So I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, <laughs> have, yeah. like when I was in school, it was a really... Did I tell this story? You have, yeah. On the potty? You have. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll just tell you anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, we were split up. I think it was in year 11. We were split up yep. into um, girls and boys. And the girls got taken to this powerful talk about feminism and, like, okay. you know, woman power. But it wasn't, like, nothing sexual or anything mm. like that. Just, you know, don't let men degrade you. Men have porn addictions mm. and things like that, which... It was really good information to have, but it was nothing about us. While the men got taught how often they should wank and all this kind of thing to keep their sperm healthy, and they talked about how to wank and things. Interesting. I mean, it isn't quite the same conversation, but it's still um, a conversation about self-pleasure that they got to have. But Mm. no, 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 no. Yours was about how men can, you know, yes, um, degrade you and porn and the issues with that. But why aren't they also being told that? And why aren't we yeah. also getting the self-pleasure talk? That's right. Because, like, as a woman, like, I know... We've got none of it. Yeah, I mean, as a guy, it's a little more easy, I yep. feel like. you. Yep, it's pretty like, obvious. Like, as a woman, you don't know. No. You look at your, your vagina. Some people think you only have two holes when you're younger. You know what I mean? You're yep. like, oh, yep. poo and pee. Like, this. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. There's a, whole, there's a whole garden down there. Yeah. And it's <laughs> yeah. Quite diverse. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like, you know, um, it's such a shameful thing as well for young women to talk about. Like, guys are like, you know, joking oh. about porn and what yeah. they watch. While I know for the girls I went to school with, it was very like, oh, we, don't, we don't say that no, we masturbate. We don't. You know, if yeah. someone said, I touched myself, it was yeah. like, ooh. 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 Why would you do that? Ooh, yeah. she's ooh. a sexual being. That's yeah. gross. Right. I remember being shamed because, you know, I had um, I had a boyfriend for mm-hmm. quite some time during high school and just outside of high school, and we had had sex, and I remember none of my friends knew. Like, I didn't want to tell them because it was like... Wow, yeah. Yeah, it was a little bit... Our culture was a bit extreme at 
in our school. Yep. And I remember a friend coming up to me, not knowing I had had sex, and being like, oh, lucky you guys aren't having sex because you'll regret it for the rest of your life. And, like, just these wow. kind of internalised yep. misogyny and mm. thoughts around their body and pleasure that it was, like, some kind of precious... Yep. You know, I don't know. I just it, found it, it very was, interesting. Mine was the same. Like, we didn't talk about it at all. It wasn't actually... Around self-pleasure, it wasn't until maybe last year or the year before, me and my sister started opening up conversation about it. She's older than me. But she was like, oh, look at this um, new vibrator I bought. And that's when we started having open conversations about things Mm -hmm. like that. But before then, it was like, uh, we do not talk about it. And it it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. We don't have sexual feelings. Whenever something like that was brought up in the household, mum would be like, up, that's for the girls to talk about. Mm, Up, up. I mean, she's changed a lot now because I've really just, like, pushed her off the cliff. And I'm like, Mum! Eh. <laughs> Mum and I have never had that conversation. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think it would be a very... I think Mum... I love my Mum to death. She's amazing. Mm. But I don't know how she'd react. I think she would be very, like, Ooh, that's a bit, like, yeah. icky, gross. You don't need to, like... Because I used to shade my own Mum. Like, I think when I was younger, I saw her vibrate. And I was like, Mum, what the is this? Yeah. I'm like, you, I'm like, ew, yeah. ew, why? And now you've got the Now I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> now it's I'm in like, a glass cabinet yeah. on display. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, guys, come, come explore. Yeah. <laughs> Literally every time you go to a room, you're like, oh, just stepping over another one. <laughs> oh, they're all this out. This is my collection. Oh, that's great. Yeah. But it's, it's it is true though. It, it It's very much like that it's very normalized that guys masturbate but it's like oh we know girls do but we don't talk about it yeah um and then i guess because of that and if you think about in high school context then because it's it's shamed it's not spoken about then girls are wanting to explore but then they're not feeling like it's and they don't have a safe space to ask questions 100%. and so then they use i mean you guys might have i didn't didn't explore masturbation until I was like married so I never had this experience myself but I've heard countless stories where they're using objects from around the house well, I didn't personally to try and I've masturbate heard, I've heard stories. you know they're using a vibrating toothbrush they're using the cucumber seen, from the veggie yeah. drawer like things like that and they're just products that are unsafe to be using 100%. whereas like myself if I ever had a daughter like I would buy her a vibrator 100% so would I because I would prefer them to be having safe exploring exploratory sex or self-pleasure in a way that makes them feel empowered and know that like I, they're not going to endanger themselves 100%. yeah yeah and I I've feel heard like... stories hair brushes right oh yeah and like I feel like I was very fortunate because I hadn't like I'll be honest I hadn't really explored anything much um yep. other than obviously with a partner mm. but I once I got out of high school I met um a girl who was very open about sex and I was very lucky because I feel like that kind of kicked me in yeah. the butt. she was just like you don't have a vibrator oh my god I'll buy you a vibrator so she's good bought yeah. a vibrator to uni for me and she was like here, you need this. Oh, that's, that's so, so good. good. Yeah, she was a legend. <laughs> and, I explored my hand. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, but I also wanted to, like, say, like, definitely, like, buying... Wait, no, let me restart that. Um, no, like, when it comes to, like, exploring, I feel like that's why women have, like, you kind of mentioned earlier, have so many bad experiences because mm. they don't know what they like. Yeah. They don't know what they enjoy. They get to a guy and they know um, pull and... What? Yeah, 
pull and tug, whatever the <laughs> word is, right. tugging along makes <laughs> them feel good. And yeah, they're just yeah. like, boom, 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 I feel good, you good? And then yeah. they're like, that's good. They just don't understand the female orgasm or people with vulvas orgasms. A lot yeah. of people actually, one of the biggest interesting things is a lot of even females or people with vulvas don't understand how long it takes for them to be ready to receive penetrative sex, which is at least Mm. minimum 20 minutes, sometimes up to 40 minutes, Mm. because I'm not sure how much you guys know about this, but for the listeners, your vagina sits flat normally. So I'm sort of doing a hand, hands against hands uh, image here. Kind of like... My hands are no, on, yeah, my hands are on top of each other. Yeah. So your vagina sits flat when it's not aroused. Yeah. When you start to get aroused, it balloons open, like, and then means that once you are fully aroused, it's ready to receive some sort of penetration, whether that's a dildo, a wand, or a penis. Yeah. So that's why foreplay is so important, and that allowing of like not just quick five minute foreplay, but like at least twenty minutes of foreplay mm. because. A bot like a, a female body needs to be ready yeah. to receive penetrative sex. It's not like ding. What's no, going? it's not like <laughs> yeah. a, it's not like a guy who usually can get it up really quickly, and so that's one of the biggest things that I talk about often, especially with my clients, is the just the physiology of pleasure. You need to be ready. You need to be aroused. Just yeah. because you're wet doesn't mean you're actually ready. Yeah. Wet just means that you're kind of aroused and stimulated. It might not mean that you're fully aroused. Um, and so that's then why we yeah have those negative sex experiences because guys are like, oh, yeah, here, here's a quick flick. Are you ready to go? And it's like, uh, <laughs> hey, are you ready to go? <laughs> no. no. No, I'm not. Do you think I'm ready? Or... <laughs> right. <laughs> No, and then they flick in the right thing. Like, that's oh. <laughs> see now I'm just getting frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually angry, not aroused. Exactly. <laughs> those things and how when you explore, you understand what your body likes as well. Because it's exactly. something that I say to some of my male friends that we're quite close. I'm like, uh, this is just from personal experience. I look at them and I clap. I'm like, clitoral stimulation. All right, know where it is. Find yes. it. We had a yes. um, WGG, which. Um, Obviously, we've discussed runs the podcast. Um, we did a, like a sex trivia night yep. um, at the Gunya Hotel, and one of the games we had was like pin the towel on the donkey, but yep. we spun them around and it was um, pin the flick the bean. So yeah. put, you got to put the bean. That's great. On the clip. clip. How did uh, that go? Pretty shocking, but like, Some people all, it's like pin the, you can't <laughs> see, but oh, true, I'm true. You, but I'm, the guy that won. Yeah, man, like, he pat himself on the yeah, back. Yeah, I bet he did. I was like, mate, I just heard you say that the it has like 200, the clit has 200 nerve endings, nerve endings mate. Oh, dear. Yeah. And I was like, that's not a win. No, but um, I think, can we discuss what actually includes like counts of foreplay? Yeah, of course. I mean, foreplay is anything that stimulates. So, I guess the other thing is, I guess foreplay could be considered a bit of an old-fashioned term now because a lot of people view foreplay as just sex because sex doesn't have to just be penetration. Mm-hmm. Sex is however you want it to be, what you, whatever you want it to look like. It's however you're feeling intimate with somebody. So the term foreplay, I feel personally, is a little bit outdated 100%, because... Yeah, 
um, you don't need to be like, oh, this is the pre-sex and then penetration <laughs> is <laughs> the sex. Yeah, true. And then there's post-sex. It's like it's all sex. And for myself, when I wasn't having penetrative sex, I actually felt a lot of shame around that because I was like, well, I can't say I'm having sex. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. that's why I also like to sort of break that kind of term down because, well, any sex is sex. Mm-hmm. But for if we want to use the term foreplay, you know, foreplay is if you're someone with a, with a clitoris and a vulva and a vagina, it could be any sort of stimulation on that area. But we also have so many other erogenous jo- zones in our body. So it could be licking, it could be kissing, it could be whatever turns you on, really. If you're into BDSM, it could be down that avenue it's quite vast mm. yeah that's what i was thinking mm. that we're, yeah because i with that sh- what, with what you're saying about the shame it's like there's been times where you can that is sex yeah but even now i'm like stumbling over my words like foreplay like yeah I 100% agree with you. It is very outdated. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, so many people are having these beautiful sexual encounters with people, but it doesn't end in penetration. It doesn't have to. doesn't have to. It doesn't even have to end in orgasm. Yeah. Because that's not necessarily the goal. The goal is to feel connected with somebody, to feel aroused, to enjoy touching their body, to have your body being touched. Maybe even you're going to do mutual masturbation. I mean, you can call that sex too. So, really, sex is what you make it to be and how your body responds to being aroused. And I think that's why self-pleasure is so key because how can we go into these experiences and think that we know how to guide somebody when we don't even know what to do ourselves? which I think is why people that have negative experiences as well, apart from the lack of education and all the other things we've talked about already, the negative experiences can come from just lack of knowing your own body. And if you've got a partner who's doing something and you don't want them to do it, well, they can't read your mind. So you've got to be like, actually, I don't want it that way. I want it this way. And you need to be able to guide them in however detail you need to be guiding them on what to do. I've always felt shame around guiding and I've just got to be quiet. And you know what? If you can't find it, then that's my... That's my, my fault. issue. That's yeah. my fault. Clearly, I'm, clearly I'm not no, easy I, to lead. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, so do you want to talk a bit more about yeah. that communication aspect? Because that's something that I want to work on myself. Sure. Yeah. I mean, communication is so critical in sex. I think the media and movies portray sex as if there's zero communication involved. They're just like, beautiful, we know each other's bodies and we're yeah, good. And we're good to go. But and that's, we're finished. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that's because it's a choreographed scene that they've done 50,000 times over before they've got the cut right, you know. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, that's why I believe we feel shame around communicating because we're seeing, even in porn, we're seeing all these curated scenes when zero communication is involved and all of a sudden it looks like they're reaching orgasm, you know, maybe together or maybe solo or someone's, you know, receiving pleasure. And then when we go into our experiences, we're like, okay, that didn't happen. Why not? Mm. And that's because it's not, actual real life sex is not, what entertainment sex is. 100%. I think that it'd be so good to see some more of that portrayed Mm. in the media and things. Even just like, you know, we talk about, you know, people don't 
asking about contraception and things because yep. like you said it's not what you see on tv it's not what you yeah. see you see the curated sex scene it all works out everyone comes and has a good time yeah my life i'm just like <laughs> my mind <laughs> is blown yeah <laughs> because it is conversations like and that that should be happening how do you suggest people start to get more comfortable with bringing out what do you have any tips or absolutely so if you want to get better at your communication during sex have the conversation before you're having sex Mm. don't do it in the moment because you won't do it in the moment because you won't do it in the moment especially if you're feeling nervous or you're feeling those that that shame around it you're you're not most likely you're going to shut down Mm. because you're like oh no what if they laugh at me what if i'm shamed you know so what if this isn't hot what if it's not hot what if it kills the moment what if i make things awkward and then what that does though is it causes another issue of you getting stuck in your head yeah so have these conversations prior to even getting in the bedroom have it on the couch outside of the bedroom don't do it when you're like oh we're both feeling like hot and horny now Mm -hmm. do it before you get to that point have the conversation about contraception what are we using who's on what you know um discuss are we going to use toys do you want to use toys maybe do you do you even want to have penetrative sex is that even on the table and then going into even preemptive, like, okay, just so you let you know, to let you know, I actually hate being touched on my neck, so don't touch my neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even those kinds of conversations about what you don't like are especially important because if they touch you in an area that you don't enjoy being touched, then that's going to completely turn you off. It's going to yeah. shut you down. For anyone that maybe hasn't read this book yet, it's called Come As You Are by Dr. Emily Nagoski. And it's an incredible book about the science of the female brain and how it works when it comes to arousal and sex being turned on, why it takes us so long to get into the mood, you know, why we might start the day off being like, yeah, let's have sex tonight. And then by the time you get to the end of the day, you're like, fuck that. There is no way I'm having sex. It's Mm. because our brains are so busy. So I definitely recommend reading that book oh it's in my list now the way you said the last name too like i was like whoa yeah i'm definitely gonna add that to my reading list yeah but communication is honestly the key when it comes to sex if you can't communicate during sex then you're not gonna have great sex Mm. so communication is really something that you should be prioritizing and just doing it just start the conversation if you're with somebody that you feel like you can't talk to well then why are you fucking them? Yeah. Basically. What, do you have that same stance to people who are more in that hookup culture? Like, what? Yeah. what is your thought? You think, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because when I was in the hookup culture, I didn't care. I was just like, oh, that sucked. Well, mm, bye. I'm going to go down and use my vibrator because you are shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think in hookup yeah. culture there should be just as much communication. I don't think in any sort of scenario there should be any less communication because in hookup culture, you're there for the rain, the main, the same reason. Yeah. You want so to so true. communicate. So you've so got true. to communicate yeah. how you both can get there. Yeah, that's so true. It's like you're literally there for that one reason. Like right. At least in other relationships, least you've got, you get there for a bit more. Yeah, you're exactly. Their personality and whatnot. Right. I guess. But I hookup guess. culture, it's like even more important yeah. to be having that conversation. And, and it doesn't, I'm not saying it has to be this massive one hour conversation. It could be like, you know you're going to go hook up. So you're like, okay, here's the deal. This yeah. is like, this is what I like. This is what I don't like. And then also just be confident to raise it while you're in the moment. Mm. 
to, if they're doing something and they're going in circles on your clit and you're like, fuck, that does not feel good. You'd be like, can you please switch? Can you do side to side? Can you slow down? Mm, I feel like breaking the seal of like who's communicating about what needs. I'll, I'll give like a little anecdote um, with my current partner. When we first started, because it was... We originally I'm sorry. That's why I've been jiggling around my chair. Cause it was, <laughs> I was in the middle of talking. It was so... It was, it, you, I, of course you choose the time I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but um, I broke the seal of communication because we originally were hooking up and then yep. I, we just liked each other. <laughs> I, I think I had a glass or two more of wine than I should have. And I'm just like, is it that hard to find? <laughs> is it that hard? It's right there. <laughs> I forgot that I did that. Wow. I forgot that I did that. And then he said that to me and we had a laugh. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, remember he said that? I was like, no. And I was like, oh, true. Of course it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of just lost the plot and was like, are you blind? Can you not feel around? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, are you blind? Are you blind? It's not hard. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, I feel like also like for hookup culture because I feel like um, I feel like in a relationship is definitely you're more likely to naturally be having those. Uh, I yes. hope. Yep. You know, you that's, hope. that's my you assumption. Hope. Um, I feel like hookup culture is the place that's hardest. Like even just like messaging them if you're like, yeah. let's do this. Like flick them a message and be like, A, B, and C. I love this, but I swear to God, if you throw me into doggy, right. I'll bite mm. <laughs> you. Like a dog. I'll bite you. <laughs> Maybe not that one. <laughs> <Right? laughs> I'll bite you. <laughs> 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 Maybe they're into that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, actually, I just turned on. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, can we do that again? And you're like, ooh. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like Jesus. But that's it. That's the thing. These conversations don't have to be face to face. If you want to have it as a text conversation, honestly, any conversation about it is better than nothing. Mm. Um, and the more you, like, like you said, as soon as you break the seal and you have that conversation, it's going to be so much easier to do it the next time and the next time. But if you are connected to your body, if you are having a regular self-pleasure practice and you know what you like and what you dislike, then honestly, there's like no reason why people should be putting up with bad sex yeah and why why are you putting up with bad sex Mm. i think that's just like a whole nother area it's like well value yourself enough to voice what you want and Mm. you don't have to put up with bad sex just so that you can get some because actually you're not getting any anyway yeah yeah you just so you're yeah. better off not you're better off just not going you're better off just go doing it on your own yeah what are um, you, that's what I that used to be like my mentality I was like because I went through a period this year I was like oh I don't want anyone to touch me I was like mm-hmm. you know what I'm not gonna finish anyway may as well do it myself exactly yeah so why have bad sex to begin with yeah because what that does then is it just continues to perpetuate the cycle of yeah. bad sex shaming negative experiences 100%. over and over and over and over. And it's not great for anybody. No. No. <laughs> no one's pleasured in the end. No, exactly. No. Just having a sh- real shit time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know communication is hard because, I mean, going way back to the beginning of the conversation where everyone's so far has had bad sex ed. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the core of the problem. Yeah. Bad mm-hmm. sex ed. If everyone had better sex education, guys would be better and girls would be better. Mm. So if we can have better sex education to start with, 100%. Then everyone's going to be better. 
But that's not going to eliminate the need for communication. You mm-hmm. still have to communicate yeah. regardless of whether you're in a long-term relationship, new relationship, hookup. Like, communication is key. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just gets me frustrated. <laughs> just, just sex ed. Just sex ed gets me frustrated. Yeah. And continuing on with, like, bad sex and things, what do you have the opinion that you should... You know, you shouldn't, not that you shouldn't, I guess I'll go with the hard stance, like you shouldn't be having sex unless you know how to pleasure yourself. Like where's your thoughts around learning to pleasure yourself and sex and creating that better relationship between the two? I don't have a hard stance that if you haven't ever self-pleasured, then you shouldn't be having sex. I don't, I don't have that hard opinion. But if you know how to self-pleasure your sex, it's self-pleasure yourself. It's only going to help your partnered sexual experiences Mm. so that's why i'm so pro self-pleasure uh i mean my own personal experience i was i do not use this term because i don't believe it to be a term that's accurate but i would had never had sex before when i got married Mm. a lot of people use the term virgin but i hate that term so so i had never had sex before when i got married because both of us were raised in religion where you didn't have sex before you got married. So, and I also had had very bad sex education because I was also raised being homeschooled. So I never actually went to school. So I didn't even get, I didn't even get the tiny bit of sex education that I would have gotten at school. I actually didn't get really any at all. So going into sex, I had no idea about foreplay. I had no idea about the importance of arousal Neither did my partner either, like my husband. Because he would have gotten because similar he... education being in the church and everything. Yeah, 100%. exactly. So both of us had no idea. So we had to learn together. We learnt, and because then we worked out that I had vaginismus, we spent the first six years of our marriage only doing external stuff, which was actually great because I was like, great, I actually know more. Mm. I think if we went straight into penetrative sex, we probably wouldn't really have expanded our repertoire. So... That's why I think you can successfully explore what you like with a partner, but complement it with self-pleasure. Yeah, 100%. Do you think that changed your relationship at all in a, in a better way, the fact that you could explore together? Yeah, I do think it did um, because we were both very young. Like, we got married at 21. Yeah. We were babies. Yeah. Um, but that's what you do when you're in religion. Yeah. Purity culture and all that. Purity culture, yeah. all that. So... We, he's a very patient person. And so he, we, we just learnt together. Mm. Um, we worked things out. We'd look through ideas. Um, a lot of that really didn't, we didn't really get better at what we were doing together until I started my own journey of working through vaginismus because yeah. then I started reading more books. I started listening to more podcasts and I started really understanding that was heaps more out there. Um, so I think it did better our relationship because what it did is it meant we had to talk a lot. Yeah. Mm. Communication was, it, we yeah, had I mean, to communicate. Like, yeah. We had to communicate because, because I was experiencing pain. There's no way that I couldn't not say that hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people, unfortunately do let it go. If they're experiencing pain during sex, I've heard a lot of stories where they just let it happen. They Which, think, but uh, sorry to interrupt. It's fine. But it's to do with like the education around. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like also 
um, like my therapist said to me that um, I feel like this is a tip I have is like learning people like women really struggle with voicing what's happening like if it's even if it's painful yep. like they're too scared to say anything yep. or even if they don't like what's quite happening they're too scared even if it's not and I'm not talking about sexual assault situations yep. um but learning to be able to say it out loud in the shower things like that but just getting those words out and practicing it by yourself like that's something I had I learned and mm. had to do and it's like was massively helpful yeah mm. a real I think a real core piece as to why women can't voice what they like or they don't know how to overcome the shame is because they've never been taught to talk about sex it's constantly this under the rug concept that oh well we know women have sex but like we're never ever talking about it yeah it's kind of like they do it but it's actually the men that are pushing for it like women just do it because they're there to receive it right you know like that women don't have the same high sex drive as men it's all about the men so Mm. again it all comes back to that core belief of like sex ed and like what it is that men and women are perceived like their role in sex yeah so i think if we could change a lot of these core issues (laughs) (laughs) we'd have so much better sex all around and especially for women and i do believe it's changing because i have a lot of conversations now with people where it is changing for them especially the generation coming behind us i believe they are heaps more open about it than we ever were um but there's obviously still so many issues do you want to touch on more taboos around Uh, self-pleasure um yeah yeah oh i was gonna i had had a question ready to fire you (laughs) cut me grass i was like sorry (laughs) i want to talk about taboos well um oh can i quickly jump in before we jump back to taboos yeah go for it um i just wanted to quickly ask before we start because we're starting to head towards more Mm self-positive communication um i just kind of want to talk about you know, not only just bringing up what brings you pleasure, but do you have any um, tips and, like, way for people to talk about their fantasies and, you know, those more, like, kinks and those kind of conversations? Because I feel like there's just talking about what, you know, is something you enjoy or makes sex more pleasurable, then there's, like, the kinks and things. I feel like there's even more shame around that kind of thing, but I feel like it's very normal. Absolutely. I think kinks and fantasies and moving into more than just your vanilla kind of sex is definitely becoming a lot more normalized. Um, But it can be really hard to kind of break the ice around it. Again, communication. Don't do it in the bedroom. Have the conversation outside of the bedroom. Have the conversation, you know, if you're with someone that you believe you can trust, then just cross that barrier. Like, yes, you're going to feel nervous. You might feel like you might get shut down, but it is important to test the waters and to ask the question. And if that person doesn't respond in the way that you were hoping, then talk it out. Talk about maybe there's a compromise. Maybe they're not into it so much, but how is there a way that you could compromise so that both your needs are being met? Mm. Um I know a lot of couples that are in open relationships because they know that one partner can't give them everything that they need. And so that's why they're in open relationships because multiple partners are helping to, you know, fill all those areas that they want filled. I think, I guess this could be perceived as a bit harsh, but if you're with somebody 
and they're not necessarily receiving you and who you are as a person and all that you are wanting to be, then I don't know, maybe they're not the best person. I don't think that's harsh. No, I think that's fair, especially coming back, sorry. You go. Especially coming back to when we began the conversation, you you were describing that part of, you know, being a person is your sexual Mm. um, needs. Yeah. And so I feel like that's really good to link it there. But, yeah, you got to you want to have someone that's going to receive you because it is important in a relationship. Like, all the other stuff is too... It is. It's really... It's key. Like, a sexual relationship, pleasure and all of that, It we need to bring it in to be part of our entire being, of mm. our day-to-day. It's not just, like, this extracurricular activity that we do. It's, like, 100%. it's part of who we are. It's part of everything. It's part of day-to-day life. And so I think that's why who you're with, whether it's a long-term, short-term hook up whatever the person that you're doing it with needs to be receptive to who you are if that person is not receptive to who you are then you're probably not going to receive the same amount of pleasure that you could be receiving because your body is going to know a lot of people that needs to be shouted into the mic (laughs) just because you're hooking up they can like you as a person and fulfill your needs (laughs) they don't just have to treat you like a bag of exactly exactly so like i believe that is such a core part of like good pleasurable sex is having the right person that you're doing it with because if it's not then i i have this other saying that i often say to my clients if it's not a hell yes then it's a hell no yeah Mm. there's no in between there isn't if you're feeling a little bit of resistance then don't do it And we're not talking resistance like, oh, you're a bit nervous. Because that's no. not... you like them as a person, like having the thought of having sex with them, if there's a bit of resistance, I'm assuming you mean yeah. to that. Because I feel like it's important for some people to separate. No, that's, that's such a good point. And I think the more that we're connected to our body, the more that we know if our body is saying yes or not. Yeah. So mm. let's say an example of a, of a casual hookup where you don't really know that person well. You might think you're vibing and whatnot and you go sort of getting to the point where you're thinking maybe you're going to hook up maybe you might go home together or whatever if you feel resistance in your body if you feel even your pelvic floor your vulva tensing that's a no you're like mm, yeah you hear them say i love trump it's a no yeah I don't. hands <laughs> down no <laughs> i don't believe in feminism it's a no <laughs> those red flags yeah see i feel like i've pushed myself yep most people do yeah i mean that's why i took myself out of the scene and i've Mm. been on my own journey yeah 100 and i'm learning even more now and i'm loving it i think most people should listen to this podcast yeah this is just educational i thought i knew so much and now i'm like no i I need to soak it all in i think that's why it comes back again to that self-pleasure um piece if you are so deeply connected to your body outside of self-pleasure even if you are so deeply connected to your body to your identity to who you are as a person to your deepest desires you are going to know if you want to have sex or not yeah um there's another incredible book that i always tell people to read and it's called pussy a reclamation by regina thomas i can never say her last name properly (laughs) It's a fantastic book. Yeah. It really teaches people how to connect to their vulva. We don't connect to our, vul- our vulva in a physical sense, but like 
we should be putting our hand on our vulva and being like, hey, how are you going today? Mm. Or like tuning in. Check in. Check in. Body scan. Check in. Like even, even when we're talking about things outside of sex, like if you're contemplating a new job opportunity, you can be talking to your body and being like, well, what do we think about this? Is there resistance? Is there resistance? Yeah. I love all this. Are this we feeling amazing. a pull to it? Like that's mm. that's and it's the same. Yeah. yeah, that's that's tuning into our intuition, to our inner wisdom that is always there, but we just don't know how to access it. And self pleasure and sexuality is one way that we can begin to connect to it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Because I do occasionally do body scans. But not mm. to. I, but I never really ventured in that area at all. No, people don't. People I'm like, don't. oh, is my shoulders sore? Is my back sore? Like, what's yeah. going on with the body? Like, yep. well, I'm body scanning and thinking. Of body you. scanning? Like, are you? <laughs> are you? Like, That's a good pick up one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm body so scanning. Good. I'm thinking of you. <laughs> Even like because um, I experienced the vaginismus because I had a type pelvic floor Mm. and so one thing that i had to learn to do was check in with my pelvic floor and be like am i clenching right now am i subconsciously clenching my pelvic floor and if everyone listening right now think about your pelvic floor and feel if you're clenching or not and if you are clenching then you need to relax (laughs) i'm doing it let it go is one of those things that I just get so confused about because I get TikTok sometimes they're like alright clench and they're like but you're not clenching your butt you're, and I'm like I just don't yes. know where it is I don't know where it is yes. are you clenching right now I don't know I'm, cl- I, I'm unclenched <laughs> good to know good to know I feel pretty relaxed but I think no, that's something I need to google I th- more of I think also body scanning in terms of someone who hasn't had sex before because mm. I'm thinking back to my yep. first time yep. and you do you clench yep. up I remember actually that's gonna be such an overshit Isaac cut this part out um <laughs> but like my first time I remember looking in at the window and thinking window 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 trying to like relax because we had tried a couple yeah. of times but I was so like yeah so I remember being like window window and that was when I first was able to relax because yes. I was aware of I need to unclench right. and that's what I tell I have a friend who hasn't had sex before okay. And I tell her, I told her that I was like, when you do that, because she almost was gonna do. It. Anyway, that's another story. But I said like, you need to find a way to relax yourself. I was thinking of other objects in the yep. room, just as obviously as it started. Then I presented myself. Anyway, Isaac, um, that's just my little <laughs> yeah, side. Yeah, I just add, if you're like doing that, yeah, is does it mean that your body's really not wanting to be in the moment? Yeah, like that. I, I obviously oh, that was zero. my first time. Yeah. No, give me a break. Not at not at you, but. That's it. But anybody else that maybe is listening and that maybe, you know, maybe you haven't had sex yet or maybe you are having sex and you're not able to relax, can you, the, you need to connect to your body, Mm. not an external source. So we, one of the biggest things as to why often we don't experience orgasm or we struggle to reach orgasm is because we're constantly in our head. Whether it's like, do I look good? Do my boobs look good? Is my body okay like this? What about the grocery list? Did I get milk? Oh no, I need to pack my bag for work tomorrow because I'm going to the gym afterwards or like just random stuff like that. But in a lot of the time they're like... I feel like for women as well, like, yes, it's those also outside thoughts. But yeah. Also, a big part of it isn't about what you're enjoying a lot of the time. I feel like it's, does this angle look good? Like, exactly. Am I doing this? Exactly. Is he enjoying it? Like, am I good enough? Do, do my bones sound hot? Like, yeah. yeah. Is, that, is he, like, mm, you Exactly. Know? It's all those little things that put us in our upper part of our body, in our head. Whereas if we can get out of our head and we can learn how to drop into our body while we're in the moment, then that's when we're going to be able to relax. 
I just relate so much to this because this has all been part of my journey this year mm-hmm. of taking myself out of the scene and then yeah. putting myself back in and not not knowing what I'm doing. And I'm yeah. like, the first time I'm like, oh, and I'm like, is that because of me? Yeah. So this is just very like. My head is like ting. I know yeah. exactly what's going on now. That's right, exactly. Yeah. And connecting connecting to your body during sex can look like using your breath. Yeah. It can be really, being really conscious of the breaths that you're taking because then the, our breathing can help us relax. It can be doing a body scan. It could be communicating and being like, hey, can we just take two seconds? Mm. I'm just, I'm too much in my head yeah. and I don't want to be in my head. So I need to get back into my body. Can we just have a two second break? Yeah, I love that. I've never thought of that. I know sounds dumb. I'd be like, I never thought like that. I could take a break. Yeah, that I could be like, hey, I actually need a second. Yeah, it's so wild. Um, I think I've learned so much from this. Yeah, and did we want to? Um, I don't know if you want to talk about taboos again. Um, because you, I skipped your question and then we've gone another direction. I did. Would I would like to? I know we've kind of started to touch on um connecting with your body. What would you tell someone that's wanting to start to connect with their body and their vulva and learn to pleasure themselves? How would you say to go about that, like that kind of thing? Yeah, okay. If you're wanting to get into self-pleasure for the first part, start by, if you if you don't have any toys, that's fine. You don't have to have toys to self-pleasure. We have fingers that work magically. You can use your fingers. Set up a comfy scene where you feel safe. So you might live in a share house, you might live with other people, whatever. Close your door, tell people you don't want to be disturbed. You don't have to tell them what you're doing, but it's really important that you feel safe. So set up a scene that you can feel safe and relaxed and then just start exploring your body. You don't have to simply just touch your vulva and your clitoris or put your fingers internal internally. You can also touch your breasts. You could use oils and massage yourself to make it a really beautiful, luxurious practice because self-pleasure isn't just about touching where you feel aroused and then reaching orgasm. Self-pleasure is actually about connecting to yourself. It's actually about seducing yourself. We don't have to rely on other people to seduce us. You can seduce yourself. And so that we can do that, like I said, through massage, through touching ourselves. You could do what I call sensual self-touch. So that's a top from the top of the head all the way down to your very toes, just really gently touching yourself. It doesn't even have to be sexual. It can just be using your fingers to feel your body and to remind yourself that you're existing and you're present in your body. And that is a really beautiful way that you can start non-sexually to connect to yourself. You can connect to yourself non-sexually by even just putting a hand to your heart and taking deep breaths and being present and feeling those breaths. Don't do diaphragm breaths, do belly breaths. Nice, big, huge breaths. And they will pull you back into the present. You might feel your brain wandering, pull it back. Just be like, nope, I'm here breathing right now. They are really simple, but super effective ways that we can start to connect to ourself non-sexually and then sexually through gentle touch. If you're feeling adventurous then add some toys into the mix um 
if you want to use porn, use porn. There's nothing against porn, but use ethical good porn. I was about to jump in do like not, ethical porn. Do not go to Pornhub. And there's a reason Visa and Mastercard <laughs> removed themselves. Exactly. Anyway, yeah. that we're doing a whole episode on that. Excellent. That's, so about, people can listen to that then. Your self, your self pleasure is your passion. Ethical porn is mine. Hundred percent. So there too, like there are a couple of ways that. If you, if you haven't begun your journey yet to connecting to your body, they are some really simple, easy, achievable ways. I'm seriously going to go light a candle and get the massage oil to yeah. out no, tonight. I'm not lying. Yeah. 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 Find ways that make you feel good and learn about your body. When it comes to self-pleasuring, take your time. Feel every single part of you. Feel your labia. Feel your clitoris. Like, feel all the parts... And if you are daring to go to the next level, then sit in front of a mirror and do it. I get shamed for that. Not, not. No. Um, actually. 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 opening her legs in front of a mirror it was watching herself moan in the mirror alright that's not bad though thank you <laughs> this is what I'm talking she's about she's a Leo and I was just like that is some very well that I mean that gives it away yeah. it, it wasn't you it was the fact that you're a Leo I was like that is some Leo ass <laughs> behaviour <laughs> sorry to throw you under the bus but on that oh, not God. on you necessarily but it's like things like that it's like oh you've got vibrators in your room and things like that how do you feel about the shape and how would you go about how how do I explain it um shooing the haters away in terms of like how would you respond to that when people are coming at you and they're shaming you for that I'd like to preface I was not shaming no 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 (laughs) when someone's trying to shame you for self-pleasure how do you go have you anyone shamed you nowadays or um I got a bit of flack when I first started on my journey from people that didn't understand. Um, But I think the biggest thing here is being confident in yourself and in the journey that you're on. Mm. And don't, why, why, you don't need the um, acceptance or affirmation of other people to tell you that you're doing something good or bad. If you know that you're using vibrators and you're exploring your body because you want a deeper connection to yourself, then do it. Response to people could be, okay, like, tell me, why do you think that's bad? Mm. It doesn't have to be this automatic, like, well, fuck you, like, (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) Of course, we do because we get defensive because we feel targeted and attacked. But I think putting the question back to the person who has shamed you and just be like, oh, that's interesting. Why do you think that? Okay, well, that's all right. That You can have that opinion, yeah, but I don't have to have that opinion. Yeah. So I think it's just kind of, kind of combating it in a little bit of a different way. It's, it's kind of like when people talk about, um, when, when others talk about racist or jokes and people think mm. it's funny and you can kind of turn the tables on them and be like, I'm sorry, oh, what? I don't understand Why? how that's funny. Mm-hmm. And then they have to explain themselves yeah. and then they're like, uh, yeah. what? Yeah. So if you kind of use that same concept with when people are coming at you for your own self-pleasure practices or having vibrators or being sexually open and talking about it, mm-hmm. you can put it back on them and be like, oh, that's interesting. Why? Yeah, because I've experienced myself a lot of backlash because I'm confident mm-hmm. within my being. Mm-hmm. I mean, every day is different. Of course. But when I am really confident, you know, I'll just be like, this is me. Yep. 
and a lot of people don't feel that way and I like completely understand that but when they're like oh ew they're like ew why why you you know confident mm. being naked it's like well why aren't you why are you not confident being maybe naked you explore that <laughs> exactly kind of maybe 100% yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing I think one thing that um often we fail to think about when we do get uh, backlash for our choices whether it's sexual related or not people project people yeah. project their own traumas and their own fears onto us it's never actually us that they have the problem with it's their own journey that they're on it's their own baggage that they might be carrying and the fact that they haven't worked through it yet and so remember that when it does come to maybe a bit of backlash is it's don't take it personally it is not you it's actually the person and whatever stuff they're going through or whatever they haven't dealt with and that's what's coming up because they're threatened or they're jealous or you know they wish that they had what you had so i think a really important thing to remember is don't take it personally because it's usually just a projection i love that i think about the podcast haters now yeah 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 no i mean to be fair i was always like oh we've made it We've got haters, and I know that I was out of service when it happened to you. But thank you, because I will definitely take that in my day-to-day life, 100%, because that's something that I want to work on is, you know, because I feel like I know within myself that it's just the fact that they're projecting, but when you're in the moment, you're like... Yeah. Fuck you. Absolutely. And and this is that. where connecting to your body is really important because if you are receiving some sort of hate or some sort of, you know, kickback on whatever it is that you're doing or the choices that you've made, taking well, being able to walk away, you know, wherever you are, going to a toilet cubicle and taking two minutes to just connect back into your body again, to your inner wisdom, to what you know to be true, you're fine. Mm. But it's as soon as we get out of our body and we get too much in our head that's when we can start going through those anxiety loops or feeling frustrated and frazzled and unsure and second guessing because we're too much in our head. Whereas once we can come back and drop into our body again to what we know to be true, then it's not going to really impact us. A hundred percent. Do you have anything else you want to say? Because I think we've kind of touched on a few taboos and stuff throughout it. Yeah, I don't want to overload mm. everyone. I feel like that was really good. Is there anything you want to leave people with? Um, connect to your body. Connect to if your there's body. one thing that you can do for yourself and if you want to be having better sex, connect to your body. I think that's the name of the episode. Connect to your body. Connect to your body. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, everyone, I hope um, you've all learnt something from this I episode. Have. Yeah, I have too. I'm going to be whipping out the massage oil, get the candles going. Yeah, exactly. I might have a bath. A Ooh. bath is such a really nice way to start yeah. it as well, just to get really relaxed and warm and... Yeah. Can I use your bathtub? It's quite nice compared to. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a great bathtub and tag her. team bath. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably just get in with you. <laughs> That's right. I'll get massage oil. Oh, and that... do your back. Can you do my back? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> off you go. Alright, let's see later. <laughs> no, that was amazing. Thank you so much, Jasmine. Yeah, everyone, um, we'll put it in the show notes. Your Instagram. And she has her own TikTok. Uh, not TikTok. Podcast. That's what it's called. Yes. If you want to see Jasmine's content or listen to her podcast, it'll be in the show notes below. Yes, please. Um, please do yourself a favour. Yeah, I, I will be. I will be. Amazing.
Graceful the podcast is hosted by Sarah and Georgie, edited by G. Wilson. If you want to hear more from Disgraceful the podcast, follow us and give us five stars wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more content at Disgraceful the podcast.